All opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individuals and not of the organisations supporting this episode. Hello and welcome to the podcast, We Transform Lives. This podcast delves into the extraordinary impact of social entrepreneurship and the business innovations driving change. This series is brought to you by Transform, a unique accelerator programme led by Unilever, the UK's Foreign Commonwealth and Development Office and EY, which unites corporates, donors, investors and academics to support visionary impact enterprises. We tell the story of six entrepreneurs and their innovative business solutions driving social and environmental change in communities across Africa, South Asia and beyond. This podcast showcases how powerful solutions being created in communities for communities by social entrepreneurs have the power to change the world, if they're scaled and supported in the right way. I'm your host, Ruthie Shah, and in this episode, we're heading to Bangladesh, where did you know Dhaka has a population of over 5 million people and only 50 to 60 public toilets? While working to change this is Bumijo, an incredible enterprise that believes access to clean and safe public toilets is a basic human right and is working to end the public toilet crisis in Bangladesh by 2030. And joining me to tell us all about it is founder Fahana Rashid. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. It'd be wonderful to actually start off and find out a little bit more about your early background and how you got to the stage where you're at. So, you know, I mean, I have been trained as an architect. I did my bachelor here in Bangladesh. And then I worked a few years here in some architectural and planning firms, mostly in the built environment sector. And then I decided I need to learn more. I mean, I was searching for my passion, how I can improve millions of lives. So from that very childhood, my father and mother both wanted me to be a doctor. Architecture still is mostly for uh, the elites or the upper income group of the society. So there was a debate with my father and I was searching the answer, how I can help millions of people with my knowledge and expertise. And then I did uh, my master's in sustainable urban and planning. Still there, I was not sure I was going to do the sanitation business, but I have landed here. What inspired you to get into safe sanitation? So, you know, I mean, I have been, uh, I have born here, I have been brought here in Bangladesh and as a child, as young women, even being a mother, I have never got any good quality public toilets while I'm outside. And what we do, I mean, we do a very smart uh, thing. We never drink enough water. And I have seen my mom, my friend, female friends, my colleagues, they all do the same thing. But the result is not, I mean, that smart. So that has a lot of health consequences on women. So women got UTI. I mean, one of my aunt actually died due to UTI and then recurrent UTI and kidney failure. At that moment, I was studying at Stockholm, I said, I mean, did my master's and then I decided I need to do something. Then I came back to Bangladesh and started Gumijo to solve this issue. I decided I have to do something. And at the very beginning, you know, it was like an idea. And eventually we got a, got a fund uh, to do the pilot and it boomed. So, you know, and right now we are operating 33 public toilets. So it just started with an idea. That's amazing that it started with an idea. And I am sorry to hear about your aunt. But in terms of those wider issues, I believe, you know, you mentioned it earlier, but about 90% of women drink less water to avoid these public toilets, these dirty public toilets. And 
as you say, that leads to a lot more issues. But can you give us a bit more information and elaborate further about what it's like to be a woman growing up in Bangladesh when there are such challenges around sanitation? You mentioned that 90% of women uh, drink less water. So it, we did the research that we, uh, with around five to 600 uh, women uh, aged from 20 to 50. So, you know, Bangladesh has, uh, is doing really amazing in terms of economy, in terms of innovation. So, you know, you will find a lot of toilet, I mean, the existing toilet, but they are not usable at all. They are so dirty, you can't even uh, thinking of going inside the toilet. Especially for women, you will find the urinals. As a woman, you have to go through or you have to cross the urinals and then you have to use a toilet. I mean, in the context of Bangladesh, this is a, so horrifying. And also, in some cases, there are some, some toilets are not safe. So either you have to stop your work or if you have some money, you will use it in some restaurant or in some other places. Or you have to go back to your home. I mean, you cannot finish your job. Either it could be shopping or any kind of outside work. So it's 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 the pretty common story. With the way that you approach this, it wasn't just about toilets. It wasn't just about sanitation. There seems to be an element of social justice and an element of safety beyond here is a clean toilet, let's use it. Again, can we elaborate a bit further about your thinking beyond that? Or did it evolve as the organization evolved? So though we have started only with the women on the toilets, so to not only to ensure the hygiene, but also to ensure dignity. I mean, it's also related to dignity, you know, and safety will gain along with that. Um, and what we are doing, we are providing uh, good sanitation services to the, mostly for the urban city dwellers by build, not only building, by building and most importantly, managing it. So we do the, I mean, regular operation of public toilet from, from cleaning to managing the waste and also all the logistics around it. We try to incorporate the women chamber, women disabled uh, and also transgender. So we trying to make that sanitation inclusive for all. That sounds incredibly inspirational. Can I take you back to the beginnings of Bumijo and actually the first toilet that you approached? How did that come about and what actually happened? When I decided I should work on the sanitation sector, we need to take this issue very seriously. I mean, we did a lot of research, how women feel, how men feel, and where the toilet should be located. So we have, through our research, we have identified the hotspots for Dhaka. As, we are, as my working area was Dhaka during that time. For that, I mean, how many people are coming here? What is the land use pattern? How, how much time they're spending on that area and uh, also to ensure the business viability, how many people are coming, what is their nature of using it. And 
Based on that research, we have found Dhaka, new market area, and the concentration of women really higher, and we want to work there. And at the beginning, our idea was to not by building a new one, let's work on an existing one, make it accessible for all. So that was the initial idea during that time. And it was a market, a existing toilet in a very busy, crowded shopping district of Dhaka. And when to talk to the market authority, mostly they are main. Uh, and we wanted to uh, renovate it and accessible and made it accessible for only for women. And they were really surprised and they said like, why? No women come here to use toilet. So why should you build it or renovate it for women? So then we saying like, we say like, okay, give it to us. We will do the renovation and we will uh, give us permission to operate just only for one month. And if it doesn't go well, or if you don't find any women customer, then we will uh, bring back to the previous state. I mean, it was a mixed one, like that I said, urinal were in the front of the toilet and then inside the toilet, there was only main chamber. And finally they agreed. And after that, I mean, it's, it's been running for almost five and a half years. So from small beginnings to much bigger output, where are you now in terms of how many toilets have been uh, renovated or built? We are operating 33 toilets. Among them, almost 50% has been built and uh, built or renovated by us and rest are built by government or other, go I mean, government city corporations or other agencies. And we are operating on behalf of them. So this is the model. We uh, do build and operate or we just operate uh, on behalf of any city corporations or government agency. So a lot of collaboration going on. I'm really yeah. interested to find out further, especially to try and help other entrepreneurs who perhaps are looking to create their own social innovations. What obstacles did you also have to go through and how did you push past those challenges? As I just mentioned, I mean, getting permission or to make them believe that it's possible so at the initial stage, I think social entrepreneurs have a lot of struggle um, to make people believe in themselves. I mean, the work they are doing. Um, so it, it's, it's really difficult. Even for us, getting a land or, or perm getting permission to operate a toilet in, in, a, in any crowded area, it's, it's, it's a very challenging thing because you know, we, I just want to mention one interesting thing. We also did a research, I mean, how we should say it, uh, in our signage, public toilet or only toilet or toilet for women, or it should be written in Bangla. And we were doing some surveys and we found out that uh, how people register if there is any toilet. So they just find if there is any order. So people only find toilets if there is, I mean, any uh, ammonia gas or I mean bad order from there so it, it, you know it's not from the signage or those sort of things so we want to change that perception and at the beginning local community they uh, did not want us to build a toilet because they thought if we if there is a 
toilet and if it's not maintained properly then the place will be converted into a garbage area or a bad area but after having few models at different places now people are uh, inviting us please come here is it possible to work in our area or in our constituency or in our agency the fact that you talked about the odors and people finding out that there's a toilet there and then moving beyond that how do people know that there is a bumijo toilet in place and so one that is dignified and has sanitation before it was only uh, people know from words of mouth people who had good experience i mean especially women and they say to other people and to others and then uh, there were few pr i mean um, some newspaper just uh, did some feature on us and after that we got call from one mayor from another city corporation outside Dhaka so you know it happened in that way and right now people are recognizing it because we have our toilet at some I mean very uh, visible urban nodes in Dhaka so people can pass through and oh this is really a toilet we thought it's a shop uh, i mean it's a showroom or it's something else people are coming here sometimes they are taking selfies i would love to find out more about the impact that bumi joe has had within the local community have you hired local people or how has it helped people beyond the actual physical toilet our toilets are located in a very very crowded area sometimes it's in a kitchen market where a lot of people i mean the shopkeeper they are working there for more than 12 hours sometimes 16 hours of the day and we are also working in the hospital or i mean in front of the hospital or the public nodes or the transport hub where a lot of people are coming and going especially in the market and the community slum area our toilet has become uh, just beyond toilet so they just come here using it, refreshing themselves and also to spend some time. So, you know, the people or the girls or the shoppers who are working in the bazaar, and we call it bazaar or the kitchen market area, they don't have anywhere to go during their working time. At the beginning of our journey, we got complaint from the shopkeepers or the market. After having our toilets, they were using it twice or four times of the day and they thought and they're coming here just to freshen up because you know, this is the most cleanest place inside the market, I mean the market area or the um, or inside that area. Did you ever expect that sort of reaction to happen that it would become to a degree a little bit of a hub? So at the beginning, we haven't designed it that way. But later, we thought, let's design it in that way so that people can come, have, have a good time. It's not only the toilets. We are working on the design, how people are feeling it, and how design should incorporate all the details, you know? So we are working on it. I mean, we are always working on it to uh, satisfy our customer. Is there anything else that's come across in this journey of yours that's really surprised you from that element of, look, we're gonna create these clean and safe, dignified spaces. In terms of that design element now, to 
to be like, actually, we've got to make sure that we factor in this. Yeah, actually, I mean, I just want to share another story. Like we had one of our women only toilet. Uh, we had two women only toilet, but at one of our toilet, some transgender people come here, came to use it and uh, our attendant allowed him or, or her uh, to enter it and our customers got furious. At that moment, we haven't designed the system. It's not about the uh, how to manage this sort of incident. Then we got called again from the attendant and she, is, uh, she said like what to do and we said like, after that customer, then allow the transgender people to use it. And after that, we have changed our policy. We have had one toilet that we call the inclusive toilet, where we allow women, transgender or disabled, because they are less in numbers. And through our policy, we have said, if those group of people come here, let them use it. And after we have used the uh, symbols for them, and this has been used by others right, right now. So, you know, these are always not about the design. It's all, it's about the policies. How can you make uh, your system inclusive for all? The element of inclusion seems to be running through everything that you're doing from the very beginning of uh, encouraging women to be able to use the spaces to whoever needs to use the spaces. So bearing that in mind, what other kind of reception have you had? Has there been any issues where people have not been happy about the toilets coming in and you've had to navigate that so that, uh, that they're more likely to embrace what it is that you're doing? How to make it business-wise sustainable? That is one thing. Most of our facility has uh, the drinking water facility at our toilet, but we have found that though we have all the certificates of the purification, water purification, it's updated time to time. We kept all those certificates there, but people thought that if as the drinking water is close to toilet, it might not, might not be clean. To make the toilet uh, business sustainable, we have tried different business models. I mean, we tried to sell different products along with the toilet. So drinking water, uh, did not go up, I mean, in terms of the revenue, I mean, due to some social perception. In terms of Transform and the initiative and how it's helped, when you went to Transform, what is it that you were looking for? But also, beyond the funding, what is it that Transform was able to give you that really helped the organisation evolve? So, you know, before uh, Transform funding, we had only three to four toilets we are operating right at that moment and we were trying to test in some specific areas. I mean, we found out that the most of the kitchen markets and the toilet of the kitchen markets are very, very dirty and we want to work in that segment. And so that we need to have funding for building the toilet as a business case. Transformed helped us to do the uh, testing for different construction model. So we tried three different models, the renovation one, uh, fixed construction, and third is the portable modular system. Transform helped us to do this construction wise uh, testing and also business model testing. So we have tried with drinking water or sanitary pad health and hygiene element. We had uh, also tried with 
some refreshment shop they can have some tea coffee or chips those sort of thing and beyond that we have get uh, business mentoring and how to grow the business into the next level and also how to build partnership what can be done for this what cannot be done what others has been done with the transform uh, portfolio so it was really really helpful for, for helpful for us i mean after that we have been uh, able to crack so many partnerships because we had uh, the opportunity to test different things on that element of the partnerships having had transform jump on board with you and you're talking earlier about collaboration and um being able sort of to be the agency for other organizations. How exactly did that transform support open doors in that way? Social entrepreneurs like us who work with a, work for a greater cause, but with not that much uh, revenue. At that moment, I mean, with the support from Transform, we have been able to showcase our models. Before it was like an idea, you know? but government or other agencies i mean they had the opportunity to um, i mean experience how our model works and in terms of partnership for the government side we have been able to showcase our model and also beyond the government partnership local bangladesh Unilever also supported us uh, we had three-year partnership i mean it's a long-term contract with bangladesh Unilever. Uh, so they will put their ads wherever you will have their toilets. So this is a very good opportunity for us to scale and to grow. This sounds absolutely brilliant. And with Bumijo and you now being a significant business leader, what do you think the value of initiatives such as Transform provides, especially when it comes to lessons for other social entrepreneurs who perhaps find it still quite a bit of a struggle to get their organizations off the ground. So, you know, there are a lot of grants out there. Transform has a, a portfolio, I mean, with similar problems around the world so that you can learn from each other what is happening there, how these ideas can be replicated here in our context or in others' context. So this is one thing. And also Transform has a uh, network of people who really uh, care about the cause. It's not just about the funding. Whenever we ask something or whenever we need some sort of support where we can get these, they have supported us to get to be connected with them or other agencies. This sort of platform will really helpful for organizations like us. We have been able to learn from them as well. So, you know, we are, I mean, we, are, we, are, we have just started and big companies like Unilever, if we can learn from them, it's, it's a big asset for the companies like us. That's a lovely segue into what I was going to ask next anyway, in terms of what is the future for Bumijo beyond the big companies and the fact that you have this amazing support, but also for what Bumijo is going to provide to the local communities in which you're very much ingrained. After Transform, what we have realized, our business is a very decentralized one and we need to ensure quality and to scale, we need to have uh, a robust technology 
that can uh, help us to connect people. We uh, are now trying to incorporate the digital system into our toilets. So, you know, without Transform, we haven't been able to do the business uh, innovation or the testing. And right now we are with the technology and we think we'll be able to serve more people. Our projection, it will be around 100 million by 2030. And we are expecting 25 to 30% will be women. So this is our projection and we are very hopeful we'll be able to do that. That's wonderful. I wanted to actually ask, Hana, what's the one thing that you're most proud of with this Bumijo? initiative that you set up from scratch so you know people has a distrust in the public sanitation sector people i mean bangladeshi people okay you are building it and maybe after three months to six months nobody will be able to go there i can say right now i mean okay just give it to us even after six years you should visit it and give feedback it is usable or not I'm really proud of we are we are working on a sector and we are designing the designing the whole system not only the infrastructure but also how the system can be improved and we can serve more people so that's what I am proud of and what is your dream for Bumijo I have been uh, suffering a lot my friends my mother everyone suffered due to uh, not having good quality toilet. And I dream one day my daughter and others' daughter don't have to think about it and they will enjoy the freedom and uh, they can move anywhere, anywhere in Bangladesh and beyond Bangladesh. That's wonderful. I really hope that this dream comes true. And finally, what is the one piece of advice that you have for other entrepreneurs who are looking to make change in their own communities in the way that you did. So, uh, I mean, giving advice is the easiest thing, you know, but even if it is, so it should be, you have to be persistent about your word. Sometimes people thought you were mad. Uh, you have no future, but if you stick onto what you are doing, then uh, when you will be able to show results, people will believe you. So. During that time, there are always struggles at the beginning, at the middle, at the end, everywhere and always it's struggles. Anyone have to be very persistent and have to have and try to build a very good network so that you can share, you can seek support, you can do good work with their support. If we can work all together, I mean, it's not an issue. Thank you so much to Fahana Rashid for such an inspiring and in-depth conversation. It's been fantastic to learn so much about the work that Bumijo is doing and the incredible difference you're making in people's lives. And I wish you all the luck with your future plans. Thank you to everyone listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and subscribe to it wherever you find your podcasts. If your business is interested in being part of the Transform Initiative and supporting impact enterprises, or if you're striving for change, would like to work with experts to develop your business, visit our website, www.transform.global. I'm Druthi Shah. Thank you for joining us today. And remember that together we can tackle global challenges and transform lives through enterprises that drive impact.